The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences and is suitable for all ages. Since March 2007, one online audio production group has pushed the boundaries. Broken Sea Audio Productions presents Maudlin. It's Sounding Board. Audio drama with lumpy bits. You have been listening to Jake Sanson. Broken Sea Audio Productions presents. My name is Feedback, and these are my stories. Last time on Gaia's Voyages. This is the Broken Sea Audio Productions of Escape from New York. OTR Swagcast. Doctor Who. Starring Mark Kalita as the Doctor. BrokenSea.com. New audio every Thursday. Twelfth-century science. Fascinating. Listen to this roughly translated. Cranes stand on one leg only, while in the other featherless claw they hold a stone. They do this so that if they should go to sleep, they will be jolted awake by the stone falling and continue their watch at night for the common safety. We should follow the example of this bird in watching and being on our guard. Some sacred duty should occupy our minds which, like the stone, will shake us awake. I am really not in the mood, De Berg. You are rather low, old chap. A letter from my father in the post. <clears throat> your marks last term are appalling. But only Worsley was above you. Our fortune is spent, your mother an entire failure as a proper hostess, and you choose to disgrace this family with idle frittering. No one studies more than you. He commences into language whose philology is not entirely to my taste. Never you mind him. I shall if he refuses my allowance. Pardon me, but is this Marlene College? I was trying to locate the high street, and someone said this was a shortcut, and and then I got lost. Oh, now what? And they led you all right. The college is indeed right behind this wall. Ooh, what a tower. The buildings here swell, just swell. American tourists, when will it end? Jane, what are you doing here? Are you in Dutch? What happened? I rode ahead. Oh, bugger, was that today? Uh, yes. I waited for three hours at the train station. Not to be rude, but we have not been introduced. I'm Jane Worsley. This layabout's cousin. Broken Sea Audio Productions presents Maudlin Series 3, Episode 3, Across the Pond. Oi! So I forgot about one appointment. Actually, it happens quite often. Colchester. And really, Miss Worsley, you cannot be introduced merely by spouting your name at perfect strangers. Americans are so barbaric, wouldn't you agree, Deberg? I've never met one before. And from what I understand, your family is in trade, no less. Does that really matter these days? I heard that Worsley's older brother ran off with a local barmaid. He was disinherited and had to flee to America as a result. <laughs> that is enough. I shall not have you insult this young lady. It matters not whom she is or is not related to. 
and such a subject should not be discussed in a location so public as Longwall Street. Good gracious, man, your conduct is without excuse. Now perhaps we should start afresh with proper introductions. Very well. Walter de Berg, may I present Miss Jane Ward? No, she takes precedence over me. An American? I cannot in good faith accept an introduction without the proper respect accorded to the fair agenda. Must we make this so complicated? <sighs> Miss Jane Worsley, may I present Mr. Walter de Berg, and I am not introducing you, Colchester. As if I were to base myself to know the likes of her. I'll have you know my cousin is in the finest society of New York. That isn't saying much. Buster Brown. Is he always so cross? Allow me to apologize for him. Jane's over here to do research for a book. She's already written several published novels. They're romantic rubbish, of course, but sell well from what I've heard. Rubbish, eh? Have you read them? Certainly not. Here, here, your mortals are getting worse every year. Blah, blah, blah. I never say anything. A talking horse. Just what we needed. Cold black with... Glowing yellow eyes. Hmm. Not quite normal for one of his species. I simply must take notes. Got any paper on you? Not to appear balmy, but uh, is that a, a horse that... Uh, I, I mean, this... I... You... Um, nice horsey. Horse? There are no animals here. I shall do no such thing. Yes, indeed the beast is quite real, I assure you. Beast? You could use a mane common. No offense, Mr. Horse. I am a pooka, not a horse. Could have fooled me. Does this mean you don't like sugar? Why do I put up with this? <laughs> <laughs> Blimey, what was that foul? <laughs> very dust. Fascinating. How very odd. Normally a bit of sprinkling solves all quarrels. I must be off to see a prof about my paper. I wish Atherton were about. He'd show you around. May I have the pleasure of walking to where you're stopping at? St- uh, stopping? Your hotel. Oh, the Royal Hotel near the train station. Rather a step from here. All the way across city centre. No wonder you lost your way. I have spent decades alarming the countryside. You shall not walk away from me without holding converse mortals. Let us pass. No. We shall stay and discuss topics of my choosing until I decide you may be released. Or what, you flick us with your tail? Miss Worsley, don't... Those were my best nylons. Tell me, you're a new to this village? Jiminy Crickets. Gracious, you're bleeding. Hands off, cowboy. I merely wish to render my assistance. Who are you, Sir Galahad? The Pooka. It vanished. I think we imagined it. One thing you ought to be informed of. This college is... Um, different. Things appear here. Dragons. Mythical gods. Talking horses? Precisely. <laughs> You're having me on. I will explain. 
on the way to your hotel. You de Berg, the regularity of your alcoholic consumption is usually significantly lower than the current rate. I don't suppose you recall our rather eventful observation of the future timeline. How could I? My pinotempanic membrane is still undergoing recovery. What? His ears are ringing. Oh. This morning I was walking along Longwall Street and... No kidding, it does run along the college. Walls do not run. They are constructed of stone. When a young woman, clearly well-to-do, patted up to Colchester and I... So? She was my wife. (laughs) What? (laughs) Have my handkerchief, Atherton. (coughs) Much obliged. You will recall, ten years from now, I found her myself in the company of a Jane de Berg. It was her, here, in England. I see. And apparently, she is Worsley's cousin. Curiouser and curiouser. Say, is that a horse in the middle of the road out there? I suppose this is a chance to change what might be. I could simply never speak to her again. If you really weren't keen on her, I suppose. Yet, what if this was the moment we met? She could sail off tomorrow, never to return, and I said nothing. Oh, I doubt she would sail. Much more likely it would be a steamliner. Really, Atherton? I'm attempting to make a potentially life-changing decision, and you are quibbling with my... Choice. I hate to interrupt, but the horse is trying to get inside the pub now. Not now, Westbrook. I don't suppose you have any advice. I'm a scientist. These sorts of things... There's a bloody horse in here! <laughs> ah, there you are. We did not finish our conversation. Hey there, fella. Let me handle this. I was born on a horse. That isn't physically possible. Why all the fuss? Can't one have an intelligent talk around here without so much trouble? You do know what happens when I am thwarted. Easy there, big fella. Westbrook, that seems rather dangerous. I... Giddy up! (laughs) (laughs) Unhand me! Maybe a nice scotch. Just the thing. Jiminy Crickets. Better get out of the way, ma'am. I had five years in dressage. I figure we can wrangle them together. Ha! I'd like to see your mortals try it. Oh, well. This would be easier if they were rained. Desist! Where's the horse? For the last time, I am a puka. Hey, you can't suddenly turn into an ugly dwarf. Who are you calling ugly? This is madness. Oh, so now that I'm two foot high, you'll talk to me? (laughs) Humans. Would you be so kind as to explain what caused your destructive rampage? 
Or rather, could you perhaps restore that which you have so unthinkingly? At last, a lettered lad. How flattering. Tell your wife. Give me a good word and I'll give it a try. As for the rest of you, may you melt off the earth like snow off a ditch. I love snow. Hey, the pub's all as good as new. I wonder why, despite so uncommon an occurrence, not one bloke here seemed to find it odd and simply return to their chips. No doubt they believe it to be a hallucination. Inability to detach inevitable conclusions from the inconceivable nature of the event is the most probable explanation. Does he always talk this way? Yeah, he just means folks think they're off their rocker when they see stuff like fairy dust sprinkled over broken tables and make them perfect again. And are we? Do I need to pinch you to show I'm real, Missy? If you dare, I shall... Shall... Ma, aren't all the fellas here swell? So you're going to draw me a pint? Or do we just stand about till closing time? I do not recall inviting you to sit with us, Miss Worsley. And I thought I was the insensitive git. This world of yours has not impressed me so far. Are we here merely for your own amusement? Naturally. Do inform me what your usual modus operandi might constitute. Usually I go about causing mayhem and holding converse. Last week I kicked down an entire barn. <gasps> that wasn't very nice of you. It's all in good fun, Missy. Think of all the work put into that barn. You could have ruined their lives. One small decision can do that, you know. Don't be daft. And she is quite correct. You must think of the consequences of your actions. Fairy just to know. Uh, why is it that you defend me one moment and insult me the next? I... Exams coming up. Puts the best of us on edge. You are supposed to be talking to me. 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 Patience, my dear little friend. Dear little friend. DLF. Hmm. I could use that in a book. Nonsense, old chap. DLF. What a ridiculous turn of words, Jack. I was at a cottage nigh on a moon ago and managed to convince the owner that the previous occupant had buried an entire family fortune in the yard. Taking advantage of the absence of the chap digging holes in the field, I nipped in and strolled his family fortune. <laughs> Mortals, so easy to delude. Greed is a weakness not general to all my kind, though I grant is present in a good number. Ah, from the moment I set eyes on you, young man, it was clear you were one of those market few whom I couldn't influence. Used to be more of your sword. Especially around chapels. Too much sense of honor for your own good, I say. Where did the little dwarf creature go? They vanish after a time. Your cousin can usually tell when it will happen. When he wrote and told me that some odd things occurred around his college that might make a good book, I thought he just missed me and wanted an excuse to tell his family why I came to see him. To celebrate your arrival? I shall undertake the pecuniary demands required by a request for refreshment. You'll buy me a drink? Whoa, even I couldn't understand that. 
You must be pretty clever. Lovely. You are now appointed as the official Atherton translator, Miss Worsley. Now for formal introductions. Oh no, not that. We'll be here all night. It's only early afternoon. So will you be staying long in England? I know it must be a bit scary being in another country all on your own. Our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we oft might win by fearing to attempt. Measure for measure. Hello, Worsley. Personally, I think Shakespeare is overrated. Besides, whenever I hear poetry, I lose my appetite. So if you spout any more, I shan't be able to eat my fish and chips. On the contrary. Why must an enjoyable meal be incompatible with beauty and poetry? When you immerse yourself in literature, you can read for hours without even thinking about eating. Perhaps that higher state is what we should all aspire to. And what makes you think it is higher? Why is a genuine enjoyment of a good meal lower than genuine enjoyment of a good book? Just because I like ice cream doesn't mean I should spend my life eating it and stop reading. Therefore, why would I spend my life reading and not enjoying ice cream? Because I... you... no, bugger, why must you complicate everything? It's bad enough that you attend chapel services. I, however, am a romantic and above that sort of thing. Really? Because I heard a transcript of a lecture given right here in Oxbridge by Charles Williams. Uh, how did he put it? A romantic theologian does not mean one who is romantic about theology, but one who is theological about romance. That's a lot of rot. There's nothing theological about romance. I should know. Oh, cuz... Remind me to lend you my copy of Dante's Vita. Never mind him, Miss Worsley. You are welcome to attend chapel with de Berg, Westbrook and I. How did we get here from discussing Shakespeare? I don't know. Our, our conversations never seem to end up where we began them. Indeed. Hmm. I think I shall enjoy it here. Maudlin Series 3, Episode 3. Across the Pond. Featuring the voice talent of Mark Kalita as Percy Atherton. I really don't mean to be loquacious. It simply slips out. Heiter Franson as John Westbrook. It's okay, we like you just fine. David MacGyver as Nigel Worsley. I didn't know I had a cousin. Bruce Busby as J.R.R. Tolkien. As fires in his room, that fire comes to me. Aragamorica, won't you stop? Even I cannot understand that. David Alt as Winston Colchester. Really, Professor, can you not at least make an attempt? Shut it, Colchester. Stephen J. Cohen as Walter de Berg. I say, Worsley, do be polite. Kim Giannopoulos as Miss Jane Worsley. Oh, this will be exciting. I saw a real talking horse. Boga! Paul Campbell as Pubgoer One. Waka! I'm yeah. Alex Gilmore as Clive Staples Lewis. This gives me an idea. Good gracious. Not talking horses. Why not? Joe Stofko as the Puka. At last, someone noticed me. Written, cast, and directed by Alexa Chipman. Produced, engineered, and co-directed by Stevie K. Farnaby. Music by Spare Parts. 
please visit their website at bfv.com slash spareparts to purchase the entire albums and support independent artists. Thank you also to Kevin McLeod of Incomputech.com. Special thanks to Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard of GypsyAudio.org for the idea of the pookers. Remember, BrokenSea.com is your address for more behind the scenes of Maudlin and other audio drama offerings. This is not in any way affiliated with Maudlin College and is for entertainment purposes only. Released in 2010.